couple of Sports Center top ten plays from Tony Santamaria and Danny DiGiorgio. Um, every single game was a comeback in the bottom of the eighth or later. Um, just in general, like this team had to scrap out some wins this weekend, but they absolutely did scrap out those wins, and they are now per uh, who is this collegiate baseball newspaper the eighth best team in the country eight 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 like eight like like just eight there are seven teams better than us yes wow i'll name them right now tennessee arkansas oklahoma state miami of florida vanderbilt stanford oregon state that's it eight wow uh now i will say rutgers is not uh ranked top 25 in any other poll uh the ncbwa has them 28th um, the coaches poll has them at unofficially 26th, uh, receiving votes. Um, a couple of other ones, uh, I don't think anyone else actually shows receiving votes. So, uh, we just know that they are not ranked in, uh, D1Baseball.com or, who is this? Baseball America, um, it's crazy that there can be such a big discrepancy it's between the... It's weird to me uh, as well, because I've been looking back and forth between all of them, and, like, all of them are very consistent. It's like, yeah, we know that Dallas Baptist is, like, between 23rd and 25th. We know that Maryland is, like, a bottom bottom five of the top 25. Uh, everyone knows Tennessee's number one, Arkansas, Miami, Oklahoma State, all up there. Uh, but then this one team, Rutgers, everyone's so confused on, and I'm really <laughs> curious as to why it's happening. I'm also surprised that the coaches' poll didn't rank Rutgers, just because the coaches' poll has been a little a little higher on Rutgers as of recent than a lot of other polls, um, like in, in previous weeks. But regardless, what a big moment for this team, the eighth-ranked Rutgers baseball. I like that. I'm going to have to... Gonna have to start using that. I, I might actually link that. I mean, that's this... what we're gonna see on Stat Broadcast uh, next week. That's what you're gonna see in the uh, in the in the Daily Targum, I think. Mm-hmm. The number eight Scarlet Knights. That's uh, it's, it's pretty incredible. I I mean, I'm looking at these stats right now for Rutgers baseball, and their offense is just off the charts. They're at three three twenty one batting average as a team. Second is Maryland at two ninety nine. They're literally the only team in the Big Ten that's batting over 300, and they're doing it pretty convincingly. They have 48 home runs on the year. That's second in the Big Ten. That's, I mean, they're I mean, in runs they're they have 335 so far this season. That's first in the Big Ten. Hits first in the Big Ten with 430. I mean, doubles. They're number one in the Big Ten in doubles. RBIs. 306 that's that's a lot that's convincingly number one in the big 10 i mean their offense is just i mean off the charts. but but do you want to know what else they are also number one in the big 10 in era by three tenths of a run which is incredible and number one in the big 10 fielding percentage yes, despite nary yesterday field percentage 981 that's two points above illinois for first place and all those factors combined i mean hey that's a really good baseball team and I don't care. I've I've heard some I've heard some things about how the Big Ten might not be the best baseball conference. Maybe someone could maybe it's someone true. can t- attest that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at some point it doesn't matter though because that's what I was say. Uh, that's yeah. the thing is fifteen I, in a row is fifteen in a row. Yes. I mean 
issue one, uh, baseball does have auto bids just like basketball. So if Rutgers wins the Big Ten, they're in. Like, regardless. Doesn't matter. Stupid uh, question. Is that regular season or tournament? Uh, tournament. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, obviously, during COVID, there wasn't a tournament. So it was just regular season. But um, it, it is tournament. Um, and then secondly... Even if Rutgers does not win the Big Ten right now, I think they're a tournament team regardless. Um, it's go- it's probably going to be them and Maryland at the end of the day, um, which is going to be a fascinating <laughs> matchup. Down Sounds the like stretch. lacrosse. Uh, it does sound like lacrosse. <laughs> Hopefully, it goes better than lacrosse. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of hearing about how good of a lacrosse team the Terrapins have. <laughs> um, Ridiculous. I hope one of you got that reference. Uh, yeah, I, I got it. Okay, Dennis got, it. Dennis got it. <laughs> um, RUE coming in clutch. <laughs> where, where was I going with that before Chris said that? Um, um, I'm sorry, I hijacked oh, the conversation. <laughs> um, but I think, regardless, I think Rutgers is going to have an opportunity to prove what they can do on a national stage. They, I think, still have the ability to play their way into hosting a region. But even if they do not, they are going to be in a position to hijack someone else's region. Not to go again on my soapbox here, but if we do host a region, I would very much like it to be at that ballpark in Somerset. I think that would be such a great atmosphere. It would, but it would be very funny if it was at Bainton. Would it, though? It I, would I'd be, be kind of sad. It would be pretty sad, but it would also be pretty funny. <laughs> it's just... I mean, maybe, maybe uh, if it does host a regional, they'll have to, like upgrade it they just we, they like, just they just pick up your sack field and move it into left field <laughs> i mean just in general like someone's going to have to uh, maybe they'll at least uh expedite processes on expanding it a little bit because it does feel they like they gotta do something it. and yeah, it's I mean, just especially when they keep announcing these thousand person attendance games and it's like imagine if those people are like in the crowds in the stands instead of like hanging out in left field but that's the other thing too is it's like streets it's livingston it's like a it's almost like a deterrent for like i guarantee you the attendance would be higher if they're it didn't even necessarily have to be like somerset but if they have like you know a ballpark like what indiana has where they have like three thousand you're telling me we wouldn't get better crowds if if they did yeah i I I totally agree it's just and look i understand you know it's easy for me to talk about i'm not the one that would have to pay for it but it's just, I don't know, this team deserves better. The, the athletic department's already this far in debt. Why not <laughs> push it further? <laughs> All right, easy, Sarge. Easy, Sarge. It's not that time of the year. Um, but anyways, it is just, like, really, really impressive what this team is doing. Um, and I, I guess the negative thing I can say about this team is that, or even just about the last three days uh the indiana series is that they made big comebacks in the bottom of the eighth or later in three consecutive games that also means they were trailing in the bottom of the eighth or later in three consecutive games against a not fantastic indiana team i mean this isn't a bad team by any means and i think that against many many other teams in the big 10 or in uh college baseball in general indiana is not getting swept i think a lot of the time in a series like this indiana doesn't get swept they are just carrying on a tradition of this entire season or school year from football <laughs> to basketball to um 
last second just... rip the hearts out of uh, <laughs> Will Indiana. Evan Lasko turn into Ron Harper Jr.? You're you actually mean Ryan Lasko? It, it was Jordan Sweeney. I do mean Ryan Lasko. <laughs> it, it was Jordan Sweeney. Back-to-back game winning. Jordan Sweeney is Ron Harper Jr. Absolutely. That was ridiculous. I... Uh, I, I got a bit excited. <laughs> Imagine if I said Jordan Sweeney in that promo. That yeah, that would have been really crazy if you did. I would have been really impressed. Because that's the other thing is that Jordan Sweeney was one of the worst hitting members of the Rutgers batting order. Um, the the game winning triple that he had, he was pinch hitting in. I'm pretty sure. Um, and then starting on uh, Sunday. He went, I believe, 0 for 3 or 0 for 4 before his game-winning walk-off home run. Uh, so, I mean, he knows how to be clutch. I'll give him that. <laughs> uh, definitely a, uh incredible performance on that end. But, I mean, I, I think that's one of the big things is that this team has shown that they can just completely blow teams out. But they can also show that if something bad happens, they know how to come back from it. And both of those skills, especially in postseason baseball, matter so much. And not only that, but you also have to take into consideration that, you know, you're not going to win. All, all, all your games are not going to be blowouts. And, I mean, they blew out Minnesota the first week, or the first week at home, I should say. Penn State, they took care of uh, pretty easily. Neither of those teams are particularly good. Indiana was a bit of a tougher test in comparison. Yes, I know. I mean, there's Nebraska, too. Um I actually completely forgot about that series until now. But the fact remains, you know, at some point you're going to have to run against the better teams in the conference. Um, yeah, and I mean, that kind of pushes us to next weekend's series against Iowa, skipping over, I guess, Iona and Princeton, because uh, Princeton's not even notable enough for them to list the location as Piscataway, New Jersey on the official website. I, I have no idea why it's not here for just this one game, but... What's not? What's not there? Uh, it, the thing saying Piscataway, New Jersey. They say like, oh, Princeton, the date, the time, Baton Field. They just don't have Piscataway, New Jersey, like they do in all the other ones. Oh, that's weird. It's very strange looking at it. They're trying to erase Piscataway from their records. No, just for the Princeton game, I guess, because oh. it's. Oh, like... they moved it. Oh, did they move they, it? No, they did move. I thought you were okay. talking about the weekend series. That's why I was confused. Yeah, no, it got moved as of I think this morning. They sent the release out to to Baton. It's not oh, at Princeton okay. anymore. Oh, okay. I didn't realize yeah. that that was moved yeah. from an away game to a home game. I mean, game. we were I covering it anyway, a... so it actually okay. makes my life easier. But It does. Who will yeah. be on the call for that game? Uh, that would be Gideon Fox Gideon and DA, Dylan right? Allen, yes. Yeah. So the two uh, leaders of WRSU next year. Yes, the two people who will inherit this pinata will be calling <laughs> that game. Um, but anyways, pushing forward to Iowa, uh, they have the second best ERA in the Big Ten. Um, they're three tenths of a point, or three tenths of a run under Rutgers, but five tenths a run better than Maryland, who is the third best team. Uh, Iowa's hitting is not exceptional, but not terrible. Uh, average is eighth in the Big Ten, around there in slugging. Um, so it's probably going to be more of a pitcher's duel in all of these games. All three of the main Iowa starting pitchers have ERAs in the three-run territory, um, in which case it's probably going to look a lot more like those first two games against Indiana where Rutgers was really having to scrap out for every single run, and the Indiana pitching rotation was holding up a little bit better, as well as the Rutgers pitching rotation for that matter. 
I mean, this is where we're going to find out these next couple of weeks. You know, and, and look, even if they do cool off a little bit, because I don't think they're going to win 90% of their Big Ten games at the end of the season. I just don't think that's going to happen. And that's just, you know, reality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they play even like 500 ball the rest of the way, because the schedule does get a bit tougher. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're well in the Big Ten tournament. They're still one of the top seeds. Where are they? How far clear are they game-wise? Uh, just because you have the standings in front of you. How far clear game-wise are there of like second place? Uh, I believe just a game over Illinois right now. Okay. Yes, just a game over a Illinois. Game? Yeah, uh, Illinois has been having a pretty good season so far, but wow. I think they've also had a pretty easy schedule. Um, What's with all these teams playing only like nine games? Because Illinois played twelve, we played twelve. They might have Maryland's like a series. Like they might be making up a series down the road. Maybe. Yeah, because I mean, Rutgers. One of our weekends is a series against Bowling Green, um, yeah. oh, and I'm yeah. guessing Maybe. that's where a Big Ten team would fill in for a Big Ten one. Like yeah. I know that. Um, Indiana had a series against Creighton not that long ago. Um, Maybe they had some rain delays. I mean, that's also a possibility. But exactly three games is a difference. Is probably means that they had an out of conference series then instead of a Big Ten series, um, and that that will be made up later down the line when Illinois or Rutgers has a out of conference series and they have a Big Ten series. Because, yeah, Bowling Illinois Green. is going to be uh, having a series against Miami of Ohio in May. Bowling Green. Bowling Green. Yeah, that was a really weird thing to see on the schedule. I was like, why is Bowling Green <laughs> coming to Piscataway? Like, um, if you're going to do a three-game series against a team of that caliber, I kind of would have assumed that it would be someone a bit more close. local. Yeah. Yeah. Like Villanova or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything, like, incredible. But, I mean, there are plenty of teams that are much closer that would be – more realistic. I mean, I mean, we have one game against Seton Hall, which is also on the road, which mm-hmm. we will be covering. Like, why couldn't we have done a three-game series with them if that's... Do a three-game with them, or, like, Connecticut's pretty solid. They're not that far away compared to Bowling Green. Yeah. Although I kind of wouldn't want to send someone up to stores. It's not a very nice place to be, from what I've been told. <laughs> I've heard okay things about I've had it. My, I've, had, I've heard stories. <laughs> uh, legend has it it was not the most... Um, desired road trip back in the day back <laughs> i mean we I, in the same conference. I i guess i guess i'll uh, amend my statement it seems about as uh <laughs> it's about what you would expect it, se- it seems like about as fun of a place to be as champagne but just not uh it's not like anyone there is mean it's just that stores is no, in the no, middle of not nowhere. no i'm not talking about the people i'm just talking about yeah. like it's just in the middle of nowhere yeah yeah yeah, and then the question goes, would you rather be in the middle of nowhere in Connecticut or the middle of nowhere in Illinois? Well, uh, we're hosting Bowling Green, so. No, I know. I'm just saying hypothetically. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, you said so uh, you, champagne. You were mentioning yeah. champagne, yeah. So yeah. that's why I was. Yeah. So. The real question is, at what point do we just, like, admit to ourselves that Indiana is not a Big Ten caliber school and they can go play against schools that they can actually <laughs> I, handle? I think that's like, something that their fans like have got admit. So I think they need join to join the Mac. Yeah. Is what you're yeah. I think that seems appropriate. Honestly, it sounds about right. I think they could maybe the Atlantic <laughs> Ten. I think they could take give Dayton a run for their money. But uh. the A Ten. I did see some news though for Indiana, not about baseball, but about basketball. They got this five star kid in the 2022 uh, class, Malik Renault. He committed to Florida last month, and it says that Indiana got him. So I don't know how. That's a quick. That's a quick turnaround. I don't know how. Um, Indiana's not that great at basketball per Ask Ron Harper Jr., but, uh, you know, 
I think I think they would do well. I think they I think they fit right in with the Mac though. St. Peter's like, hey, they might be a little down next year, but you know, Indiana struggle with them. But also, you have to keep in mind it's not really too fair to hold Indiana's recent basketball success, uh, lack of success against them because they did just hire Mike Woodson this past season. So that that'd be kind of like it. I mean, obviously, it's nowhere near as dire straits. They ultimately made the tournament, but it's the same reason why someone would commit to Rutgers in like 2018 when you know Steve Peichel was in his first two years of coaching and. We're talking about a five star though, Chris. They were paying, I know. they did have Archie Miller on their payroll for a few years. That's what, is, no, I know, but my point is there's uh, my point is Mike Woodson is building from a higher, you know, baseline. And that that's not a pun. Um but but the point remains, you know, Indiana, say what you want about it, is you know, historically one of the best programs in the country. They've got a ton of resources, they've got a fan base that say what you want about them, are passionate about college basketball. Kinda makes sense. Nothing now else will to do in Indiana. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, wanna, <laughs> I didn't want to go there, but uh, I will. Oh, I'll come be on, happy you know, too. you know, you know, Indianapolis is one of uh, America's world-renowned cities. <laughs> Undeniably, it is one of America's cities. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Of all the cities in America, Indianapolis <laughs> is one. It's true. It's uh, true. You guys would not last. Well, I, I can't. What's the uh, what's the uh, what's the uh, Merriam-Webster d- dictionary definition of a city? <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, uh, Chris, I, I lasted plenty of time in Indianapolis. Well, I was there for five days. That's true. I was there for like a day. Would, would Dayton <laughs> classify as a city in America? Would Dayton classify? Yes. Or is it a town? Is it a town I would call it a small city. Small city. Population, okay. I think, is about 150,000. Uh, their industry largely runs through the Air Force. Um, it, it was rather dull. Uh, I went to this. My, my high, like. The one thing that's really stood out to me when I went into downtown, which I didn't do that much, because the arena is like by where the University of Dayton is, and the arena is actually pretty nice. But like, I went into downtown one night uh, to have dinner with uh, Dylan. We went to an Italian restaurant. There were like three abandoned skyscrapers next to us. <laughs> so like, sounds about right. That's a vibe. Isn't isn't Dayton like a big place for like Amazon because it's like right in the middle of like the country in terms of like it wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. It I, I remember me. I remember watching a video about that. How like if you look at like the population center of like America or like where everyone lives, basically Dayton, Ohio is the place. Yeah, and, that like, sounds Amazon, about right. Amazon, FedEx, like all those companies like really set up shop there. Wouldn't surprise me to be honest with you, or somewhere in that area. All I know is I'm not particularly keen to go back there. That's all I'm going to say. Well, lucky for you, I don't think you will be going back there in terms of Rutgers anytime soon. Oh, oh, okay. You don't think? We'll, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Right. But uh, now, now you said what you said about my job prospects. It's okay. It's okay. No, I meant Rutgers. <laughs> I meant Rutgers. I know. I'm messing with you. I mean, hey, still some exams left for me to possibly not. <laughs> hey. Although if I actually if I actually year. got to if I actually got to the point where I needed to take classes in the summer or fall, I'm pretty sure that. Um, the people who pay my tuition would be in no, would not be want me to come back here for another successor. One more that year. Just, no, 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 no. One more year. We already elected a successor. I am firmly <laughs> on one foot out the door. So, yeah, that's that's just where I'm at. So, got to cover a game at Yankee Stadium this weekend. That was pretty cool. That's was, pretty cool. That is yeah. pretty cool. Was second it, second time there. So, was it uh, for your internship? Yes. Or was it- so what I'm doing is I'm hosting the uh, halftime and post-game show, and I do a pre-game segment on their like video live stream. This is NYCFC, right? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, they beat uh, Real Salt Lake 6-0. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was a good dub. Good dub. 
I just didn't know they had games in Yankee Stadium. We we're in. Well, that was that's their primary stadium. Sometimes when there's a conflict, oh. they'll go to City Field. Like this Sunday, they're at City Field. Uh, they played at Red Bull Arena on Wednesday. They had a Champions League semifinal against. Uh, they host someone at Red Bull Arena. It's like their backup oh, stadium. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that is a rivalry. They can't have it as their home stadium. Are you really going to die on that hill, Mr. New York Giants fan? <laughs> is that really the road you want to go down? I, I get what you're saying, but like... Yeah, but it's not It's not like the Jets play 20 minutes away and we're like, all right, we're going to host a game at the Jets stadium. Like, it's it, it's different. It's yeah, a lot but also different. they have to share with the Yankees and ultimately, you know, it's not like the kind of sport where you can just change the surface in two hours and then play another sport. That's fair. That's it was fair. also hosting Seattle, right? Yes. Which, I mean... It's not like it's not like you're hosting the game against the Red Bulls. You're hosting the yeah. Game that against. has never happened. Yeah. The, actually, the only time I think it might have happened was the year when they had no fans. In which case, it doesn't really matter where you're playing. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, it was a good time. I really enjoyed it. Um, we also discovered because we're in like one of the booths. Like, not we're not in the uh, WFN booth. We're like two booths over, and we're pretty sure it's like the away radio booth for baseball. Because I found a uh, 2020 Toronto Blue Jays media guide in the, on like the ledge next to my workstation. 2020. There. I'm mad at myself. I should have brought it here. I, I thought of this after I got here, and I wasn't about to run back in the rain to my apartment to get it. But I got. I want to start a recurring segment where each week we just pick out one random number, and then I read the page of the media guide on air while we play O Canada underneath it. I think that could be. That's a very niche uh, <laughs> idea for a second. No, no, because here's what's gonna happen: people are gonna sit. It, people but... are gonna sit in, in their cars. They're gonna turn us on. They're gonna hear me reading about uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. with O Canada playing on it. They're gonna have no idea what I'm talking about. The lack of context is what makes it funny. I might actually do it next week. I don't know. I would enjoy that. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty funny. I'll get a. I'll get a clip of O Canada going. Maybe. Maybe it'll <laughs> be a hot. Key. Maybe it'll yes. be a hot key. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There was also a famous segment where um, I think it was Robert Baxter, who you guys don't know, but De- Dennis will know him, like, was mm-hmm. still going on a rant about something, and and he was running the board, so he played the uh, the American National Anthem underneath it. <laughs> I don't know what the rant was about, but it was very funny. I could, I could see him doing that. Yeah, he was well, kind of a wild card. <laughs> well, we do have a new sports director coming next year who has Canadian ties in Gideon Fox. Canadian ties? He has Canadian ties. What? He told me one time. He, is this just because he's a hockey fan? Like, he's got, he yeah, has I some, think it's a stereotype. I think you need to stop some, that. He has some no, family in, uh, in Canada, I oh. believe. Oh. Okay. So it could be, it could be a valuable that. hockey. I'm, oh, I'm going to text him to confirm this just so I know I'm not spitting misinformation over FCC airwaves. about. I think it'd be funny if you were, but... Uh, Canadian, you're Canadian, right? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> uh, Canada. They they uh, hey, they made the World Cup. They're gonna have someone to be excited about. So feels like it. And I <laughs> I know I'm saying this as a citizen of the United States. <laughs> it feels like Canada, the U.S., and Mexico should just make the World Cup every year. I there's mean, we did until we the, didn't. There's not a whole lot of depth to CONCACAF except for when there is. Well, I mean, there was 2018 Costa Rica was, or not 2018, uh, 2014 Costa Rica was pretty good. Even 2018 they were okay. Uh, Panama uh, had a good year in 2017, and that's how they got to go to the World Cup, even though they got shellacked by England. Trinidad and Tobago. 
No, no, no. We don't talk <laughs> okay. about that. We don't talk I about am, Cuba. I am not <laughs> spewing misinformation about our new sports director. He okay. does have a lot of Canadian uh, Canadian relatives. Uh, enti- his, uh, yeah, his says entire mom's side. Oh, okay. So there you go. Um, we put a Canadian in charge of the sports department. I yeah, that's kind of oh, disappointing, but that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll live with it, I guess. <laughs> oh man, L- live and learn, I suppose. <laughs> All right, as long as long as he's not a Canucks fan, I'm fine with that. <laughs> so, what do you say, boys? You take a break. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. And this is Locks of the Week here on the Monday edition of the Crew on WRSU FM, New Brunswick. Dill McCoy joined by Dennis Geisler. Jack Messiah and Chris Sakonis entering the room. Uh, this is Locks of the Week, the daily segment where we give you our betting advice slash uh, just advice. Uh, you shouldn't take it as gospel, but all right. I, it's the I things get, that are going to win. We're predicting the future. We, we, we are predicting the future. We actually know what's going to happen. Yeah. So, All right. I will go first. Uh, obviously, tonight, a slate of playoff basketball. Uh, game two of the Jazz Mavericks series. The Jazz are minus five favorites. Uh, from what I last checked, I will check again right now, but I don't believe Luca is going to play. I believe you are correct. So I'm going to check. I was going to say minus five would be very disrespectful if Luca was playing. He yeah. is listed as doubtful. And this video, he does not look like he's walking 100%. So look, I know this from experience. Uh, Dak Prescott had a calf injury and was walking in a boot and to my knowledge he never looked the same for the rest of the year so this yeah, is not good that is for uh, fans. yeah without luca they're pretty much a like 10th seed team in the west so even I, still that last game only a six point deficit i still think the jazz minus five is going to be a lock i, I just think later in the, <laughs> i think later in the game they're just going to be able to do too much to this uh to this Dallas team. So Utah minus five is my lock of the night. Uh, I'll go next. I'll keep it in the NBA because I forgot to look up anything else. Uh, Sixers, Raptors tonight at 730. Uh, Sixers favored by seven and a half. I'll take the Raptors against that spread. Uh, the Sixers kind of blew out the Raptors game one. I don't think that's going to keep happening in this series. Harden kind of had... A really good game and i don't think that the sixers can keep up that pace the whole series so i'll take the raptors against the spread i think it'll be a close game uh sixers might still win by like four but i'm still going to take raptors plus seven and a half yeah chris you got anything before oh, i was I'm looking still- I'm, I'm looking for mine <laughs> i was i was kind of hoping you would have something yeah um as I say, every single lock section, this is not uh, not my forte, but I do know NBA basketball. The playoffs are going on right now, so I'm going to have to do my due diligence and check these lines here for Monday night's games. Um, while, could, while, we're figuring, while we're figuring out Jack, our lock, you could take the Nets to win their series at plus 175. I don't think that's going to happen. That would be a very smart bet because it's not going to be the only series they're going to win. That's <laughs> very true. Chris, did you can we can we can we please mention the end of that game before like we go on? I mean, I mean I've never been that agitated listening to WFAN uh, as I was listening to Chris Carino call the end of that game. I was in I was in front of my TV at my grandparents' house, and when I tell you, I literally dropped to my knees like like a movie, like a slow motion scene of like <laughs> grief. That was me watching 
uh, Tatum hit that layup to win. The oh, game. if you saw someone like in a Prius just turning into a pure ball of rage on the exit 15 on the New Jersey Turnpike, <laughs> that was me. I'm sorry, I, but I'm also not sorry. I, I have my own funny experience with it. I was watching it on uh, an Xfinity stream on my computer, and for some reason, the score was like cut out of the picture so i couldn't see the score couldn't see the time i just kind of saw basketball happening and so i'm just watching them like oh cool layup oh that's the end of the game <laughs> oh my god it felt so like i don't know man that, that was just it felt like it felt it just you ever seen you, i mean you guys anyone who's watched a lot of basketball will tell you like when a team goes on a run late in the game and, and so, so often like it's the kind of run where you're like oh there's hang on it it, it it just go like it's one of those runs where like you just know oh this team's getting hot they're gonna win this game. Mm-hmm. Normally when you feel that that team goes on to win the game and I felt that all right the Nets are getting into a groove they were down by like twelve at the end of the third quarter or something like that and then they go on that run in the fourth and I'm like all right we got this we're gonna win this game and I, then I got a total gut punch. I all I'm going to say is that. I haven't heard anything from the media about Kevin Durant missing the potential game ceiling shot and then just forgetting to guard his man in Jason Tatum and give up the game winning layup. All I'm saying is that keep that same energy. Keep that same energy. If I if if a certain player on the LA Lakers did that, I wouldn't okay, hear the Jack. end of it for the rest for like All the rest right, of Jack. time. Well, you wouldn't hear about him doing that because they won like 35 games this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, the oh, past like 37, 10 years, 37. I heard like Every single little thing that he did wrong throughout the playoffs, every single little thing. But keep that same energy with KD. That's all. Hey, I'm look, saying. they're 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 built for the future. I mean, frankly, they were running out the clock. Like on that possession, they were just kind of running out the clock, and Durant took that shot from like miles and miles away. Yeah, that was not very they, smart. They locked up Kyrie though. Kyrie was Kyrie's on a different planet yesterday. That was that was very impressive to watch. Yeah, I. I I wouldn't be surprised if that series goes seven games and every game comes down to the last possession. I really wouldn't. They're two very good teams. The thing that's great mm-hmm. about it, though, is that this is like a rivalry almost. Like Celtics-Nets. Like it's a, a rival- lot, of, Ky- lot of history there. Kyrie himself is like making this a rivalry, and I kind of love it. That well, I mean, he's the rival here. It's 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 Kyrie Irving versus the Boston Celtics. It is I funny it. that he stomps on the stupid leprechaun. What's your thoughts about uh, <laughs> him having some choice actions, uh, meaning – that to uh oh his, I mean to the uh, Celtics fans I can't uh, I can't I can't I don't like I that. can't explicitly uh, explain what was going on but I think people I mean, get the gist of it I get that there's bad blood but it's like yeah I don't I don't like that I'm not as a, a, as a New York sports fan who has I, I agree with the sentiment but you shouldn't be doing that to the fans as a New York sports fan who's experienced the venom of Boston fans firsthand I'm not gonna say I endorse it but I don't I don't get condemn it, it uh, is what I'll say. Okay. I'm in the middle. I'm indifferent. I'll tell you this. The Knicks fans would love it. Like, Knicks fans would love it. Well, Knicks fans are like the 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 lowest form of humanity, so that doesn't really. (laughs) Knicks fans are funny. (laughs) Knicks fans still go to Yankee games and chant about a certain point guard that plays for the Atlanta Hawks. They still do it. And they don't get kicked out of the Bronx? No. Wow. Wow. No. Wow. I would. would, If I were around the stadium, I would just ship them to Staten Island where they belong. Come on. No rules. So, I mean, that's just Remember when they had the mock-ups of uh it was Kyrie, KD, and Zion? <laughs> and they're like we're going to take yes. over the league oh, and then they I'll got none of those picture. they got exactly zero of those players and won Thibodeau. like 
26. Oh, yes. Run all your players into the ground, Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> they, got, they got Tom Thibodeau. Everyone's Let's run Taj Gibson coach. out there one more time. See if he has anything <laughs> left in him. Oh, man. We're that, that close to getting Joakim Noah on a 10 day. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, uh, what? Stop. Stop with all these old, old players. Okay. Well. These old, old guys from the Bulls. I'm I don't want to talk about the Bulls. I'm sorry. I'm, uh, I'm taking a look at taking a look at these uh, lines for tonight, and there's one that sort of sticks out to me. Did we talk about the Sixers Raptors? Someone would take that I already. I just said it. What'd you say, yeah. Dennis? Again? I said Raptors. Raptors. I agree. I have to agree with yeah. you. I think that's a lock because the Raptors will come back. Nick Nurse is a championship level coach. He has really good defenders. He's really good players. And I think when you have a team like that, a team like the Raptors is really built to play in the playoffs. I don't think they let up a 130 points again. Yeah, I think I think the Raptors come back in game two. Maybe they don't win, but they definitely cover that. I could see them winning, but I definitely see this as less than an eight-point game. I'd maybe see the Sixers maybe pulling this out like 104 to 100 or something like that. I think the Raptors are too good, too well-coached, too defensively talented to not to – not, um, to go out and get blown out again. That's what I'm trying to say. That is about what I said. I'm going to win <laughs> you all so much money with this eight-team NBA playoff series parlay. All right, If Chris, you predict every – if, if I'm right about every series result here, you will win – let's see, 35-8. That's 10 to win 358. Is that right? Yeah, my math is right. All right, hit me with it, Sacco. All right, so – Series, these are all series money lines. I want to be clear on this. Uh, Nets over the Celtics. That's like the bold one. But, you know, the Nets are Nets are fully happen. healthier. The better Book team, that so one. Yeah. Not going to happen. Book it. Suns over the Pelicans. Bucks over the Bulls. Sorry, Dennis. Uh, Grizzlies over the Timberwolves. Heat over the Hawks. Warriors over the Nuggets. Uh, Jazz over the Mavericks. And the Raptors over the Sixers. Plus three, 35. Raptors 80. over the Sixers? Okay, so... Bold. Raptors wow. isn't happening. Nets isn't happening. Um, yeah. Bucks and Bucks and the Bulls. Um, I don't think that. I mean, Bucks are going to beat so the Bulls, sad. but I, I do mm-hmm. want to talk to our Bulls fan. They on were the, doing so. Uh, I, I was I'll, be, to, I'll be completely honest. I don't think that I have in my entire life, at least since I can like seriously remember, because I was not that into basketball as a kid when the Bulls were really good, and I didn't like stay up late to watch basketball. Uh, and I don't really watch regular season like professional basketball. I don't think I've ever in my life been more invested in a professional basketball game than that game last night. There was one play that stuck out to me, Dennis. Patrick Williams getting a loose ball foul when he literally boxed out Giannis perfectly. If I was a Bulls fan, I would have been so upset. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the Bucks were definitely perf- getting calls towards the end of the game. That was a perfect box out, and he got a loose ball foul called on him. That also would have been Giannis's sixth, right? Yeah, he would have gotten, the back. He, he, he gotten ejected out of that. Um, and I like Giannis, too. Like, I, I would not mind if he went back-to-back this year. I'm, I'm He's one of my favorite players in the league outside okay. of uh, – Good. I was afraid I would get some Giannis lander. They Giannis, don't have to they don't have to get upset. Giannis and John. I mean, and that's kind of the big thing about it is that outside. it's like – I was waiting with, for with how good of a player he is and how important he is to the Bucks. I mean, the Bulls were on the on their second team rotations and basically whenever Giannis was off the floor, the Bulls were honestly the better team last night. Uh, and so if Giannis did foul out just a moment earlier or fouled out period, that's a completely different game, especially with how close it was near the end. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I I can't even hide my disappointment about that one. I was so sad. 
Imagine if this team has Lonzo. <laughs> McCoy, are you going to say something? I was going to say, I heard you talking about Giannis, and I was waiting for Giannis did all this, but what about LeBron, guys? <laughs> what about LeBron? No. no. Uh, all I'm saying to, is to keep, go back to just keep that same energy. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Just keep that same energy. I've been listening for the better part of my life about how LeBron doesn't do these different things on the court when it's literally when he literally does like everything for the rest of the game. And you know, I just keep that same energy when we're talking about cl- players in the clutch. Just keep that same energy. Well, I, I, think, I, do I wanna... think the problem is with the energy, not with the players. I, yeah, <laughs> I do want to go back to Chris's point, uh, Chris's lock, because I. I'll be honest. It was designed to go for like being just uh, legit enough to so someone could take it seriously while also being insane enough to probably not hit. Yeah, I mean, like one you, of those is gonna miss, and honestly, it's not even impossible that it'll be Timberwolves Grizzlies. I think the Timberwolves yeah. might just win that series. I mean, that I think the real illustrative point there is that if you bet, uh, if you anyone with any working knowledge of conditional probability should know that if you bet on eight things happening the exact way that you expect them to they're probably not going to happen that's why the odds are so high <laughs> yes i know for the, for the thing even if it's like a 90 percent chance of each one individual one hitting the cumulative odds are going to be pretty low that is true that is how uh probability works think about Actually, it too. Have have statistics. Number. hang on think about it too is that the nba playoffs may be easy to predict but it's still not easy because someone can go down and really change Eight, the entire 90% series. chances are 43%, at, Chris. At Luka Doncic. So it's like... Yeah, I got that same thing too. 0.9 race to the 8. Yeah, yeah. I typed that in in four seconds. By the way, we got... um. <laughs> Thanks, Chris, for showing me it. I'm sure the, everyone at home really enjoyed that. <laughs> By the way, we got TNT on in the studio right now. Waiting game starts for, uh, at 7.30, start. so they it's going to They just said, nah, we're not going to do a pregame. We're just yeah, going to play this movie. Yeah, there seems to be some what sort of... Uh, someone seems... Oh, Ready Player One? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, is this Ready Player One actually? It's a movie I think about you're right. gaming. It seems like someone's hijacked an ice cream truck and are currently before this. Uh, yeah, this driving is Ready it through a dystopian megacity. Yeah, that's Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm, wow. I'm not joking. Wow, okay. <laughs> that's what it is. I, I remember watching this movie when it came out. It's not good. The egg. It doesn't look... I mean, if it were a good movie, it wouldn't be airing on TNT at 6 p.m. Yeah, uh, right a before. Few, a, few right. Good, yeah, okay, a few good men airs on TNT like not, every week. Not at this time slot, it doesn't. On a Sunday. Yeah, that's what, you know when people would actually watch it. Mick, they uh, that's how they descri- that's how John Rothstein describes Mick Mick Cronin. He goes, <laughs> More consistent than a few good men on a rainy Sunday. I mean, it is raining. Exactly. You know, you know what's crazy though is that they're not going to start the game till like seven twenty. You guys know that, right? The game that. The the announced time is seven thirty. They're not going to start the game until like seven forty-five. No, I think the game starts at seven, right? I, I oh seven. I'm, you're right, Dennis. You're right. <laughs> I'm telling you're right. you right now. I'm looking at the schedule. Seven <laughs> thirty. Okay, so we're, yeah, we we're do. We're gonna be out of here before they we start got some the game. Time, yeah. <laughs> if it's seven thirty, then it's gonna be like seven fifty. Yeah. That should have been our log. What time do you expect the TNT <laughs> game to start? Uh, Over under. By the time we leave, seven forty-seven. <laughs> uh, I think seven forty-seven is a good over under for the first tip. I like in, in MLS, it's pretty consistent. It's a seven-minute open. Yeah. Like, they'll start at, say, to, like, yesterday I was covering a 1 o'clock game, 107. Whistle blows. I mean, that's what I enjoy so it. much about, like, being a college sports uh, broadcaster is that those games start right on time. Like, maybe for football, it'll be, like, five minutes after the top of the hour. Yeah. Basketball, maybe, like... Obviously, the previous game can impact things if, like, a previous game for basketball is going a little late. 
but in general like they're pretty prompt especially on baseball like anthem ends everyone's out there to start the game <laughs> yeah i'd yeah. say um a word of advice to the people who will be running this department next year not naming anyone in particular that may or may not be in this room mm-hmm. um just just a word of advice always have an extra interview ready to go for football if it's a four or seven o'clock game because it means the previous game is almost certainly going to go late and you're probably going to start 10 minutes later so like have an extra interview ready to go for countdown that that's a good point chris yes yeah, so that's a trick i learned during the rona season I'll, I'll I'll send that information up north to Canada and see if our new sports director gets it. <laughs> oh, now I have. He's down. He's down to make Can- the Canada's national anthem a hockey. Okay. All right. So uh, that I might be like my opened... that might be my task. I'm after so mad the show. at myself for not bringing it. I could have been going through like the most random page right now. <laughs> what I'll do is I'll have everyone guess a number, like between like one and three twenty, because that's about how many pages are in it. That's an extremely long media guide. Well, I... It's not just game notes for the game. It's like a season guide, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I can understand where a lot of that comes from, and like you probably want, because you'd probably then get information on like every other team, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's also like, like I, I two pages for each extent. player. Yeah, I, I could, like I could that. see that. I suppose. What I want to know is why were they from 2020 and still in the booth in in April of two thousand of 2022? That's the bigger question, I think. Is how was it still there? Who left it there? <laughs> and no one intervened to take it out. I find that I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. It raises so many questions. I care so much <laughs> yeah. about the procedures that the Canadian broadcasters use at Yankee Stadium. Well, there's also a Phillies one there, but I don't like the Phillies, so I left it there. That's fair. So, yeah. Something uh, interesting I found is that apparently uh, there's going to be... This is unrelated to anything we were talking about, but apparently... Um, uh, Iowa radio is going to be at the game. Uh, or at the yeah, there are some Big Ten. Wait, like student weekend. radio or actual radio? Uh, oh, wait, no, actual that sounded radio, very, I that think. That sounded like a backhanded insult. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like I, feel I can't like really what's the What's the call sign? Uh, it just says Hawkeye Radio Network. Oh, yeah, that's the commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Still interesting that they're there. Yeah. I feel well, like, there are some schools that do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like the baseball team has been playing at home a lot. Like, when's their, when's their next road series? Um, after this next one, they go to Columbus. Okay. Ohio State. Seems like uh, Ohio State's always got our number outside of basketball, but um, Ohio State definitely has her number at some point, so we'll should be should be an interesting yeah, series. Yeah, they have four What's home the- series, four, four home and four road series in the Big Ten Ohio this State is two and eight in the Big Ten. Okay. All right. Hopefully Chris Olave doesn't decide he's going to play uh, baseball or something. I feel like that's unlikely. I don't think probably so uh, one. I don't know if he'll he'll be drafted by that point, right? Um, potentially it'll when's be the along draft? those it's lines. Twenty seventh, right? Yeah, yeah. Is draft twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, he will probably be drafted, but um, yeah. And the day before, we will have the WRSU mock draft uh, from six to eight p.m. here on eighty eight point seven FM and WRSU dot org. The, t- the team of Jack, Chris, and Dylan do not have a pick now with the Dolphins. Yeah. Right? We have Tom Brady. We do have Tom Brady. We have plenty no of picks. picks. You're, you're fine. You have plenty of picks. You'll still have time to prove yeah. yourself day of. And I confirmed with our judges, and uh, it'll be a 2021 reunion. So That's exciting. Yes. First full in-person one in three years. 
Pretty good. Oh, yeah. By the way, Gideon awesome. is listening. He texted, he will take the advice under consideration. So, okay. Yeah. That's good. So we have, so at least one person's listening right now. <laughs> so. All right. Well, um, we're at 6.51, so we might as well take another break. We'll come back with maybe can we just talk, maybe something else. I don't know. We'll figure it out when we come back. This is the Monday.